note before jumping into today's podcast, the Flip Learning Network is a non-profit and we are always looking for support from our community. There are many options to support us. Please ask us on social media or check out our page at fliplearning.org slash support FLN. We have a Patreon set up. We can accept donations via PayPal. We have an Amazon affiliate link and some other options through sponsorship links on the website. This should be episode 40, kind of mind-blowing, the Ask the Flip Learning podcast. It hasn't been 40 weeks or anything. I think this has been over two and a half years, but we've reached episode 40. And once again, I have my good friend and member of the board of the directors, Kate Baker, joining me. Um, We had an awesome event last week with Flip Tech Latin America 2019, especially extra cool because Kate was there and I hadn't seen the last time we met at FlipCon in Michigan. So welcome, Kate. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Ken. I'm always glad to see you, whether it's through a screen or in person and love chatting with the FLN. So welcome, Kate, to the show. And um, maybe you can tell people a little bit about yourself, but also what you thought of last week's uh, Flip Tech Latin America. Okay. Hi, Ken. So uh, Kate Baker, former veteran, ninth grade English teacher, 20 years in the classroom in the United States, and now senior engagement manager at Edmodo. I had so much fun at Flip Tech Latin America with everyone. Um, It was wonderful to be immersed in culture and language of Colombia, as well as connecting with so many passionate and intelligent and amazing educators. Yeah. Um, it was interesting for me because when I thought about it, this was the first event I'd do because we did a flip tech that, um, for New England. We also did the flip tech last year um, with, with David and you were there, right? Yep, I think you were I was there, at, but, I was but at that. this is the first one I'd been to since the last FlipCon that we ran as the Flip Learning Network in Allen, Texas. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a flood of emotions of of what we had had before for Flip uh, FlipCons as the Flip Learning Network. So it was kind of like very nostalgic, and especially because you were there, and you we would have been the only one that were there in Allen or in, in any FlipCon previous mm-hmm. um so that was just kind of washing over me in those four days um what did what did you think about uh the organization compared I, to what before well i i always love going to any any of our fln events whether it's a flip con or flip tech because it's so important that we see each other face to face uh the flip techs in the u.s i was at david walsh's um last year And that was a great, like, small core group. Um, You know, it was a, felt like a work feed. And actually got to meet Marta Ramirez, um, Mm -hmm. Carolina, and Huli. Got to meet all of them uh, face to face at that Flip Tech for the first time. So it was wonderful to then go to Colombia and to Flip Tech Latam, Latin, Latin. Latin. Um, <laughs> we'll have yeah. to decide how to call it. I know. Flip Tech Latin America. Latam, I think is, Latam. I think they were using Latam. Yeah. I know. Me, me and the pronunciations, it's been, you know, again, being immersed in, in two different languages was an experience, but I felt that it was so well organized. Um, it was very impressive. I love the Tadeo um, arts building that we were in. That was such an inspiring space. Uh, and it really, I don't know, it was all professionally done and just, but also at the same time, it felt very 
comfortable, um, emotionally connected. Like it didn't feel like sterile. You're at a convention, you know, it felt like we were instant family. Oh, it was definitely like a little family because the, the conference was definitely organized by, by the work of Unica and Utadeo and then the Flip Learning Network as, as our role in, in putting it together. There were some other sponsors. People should check out the site at fliptech.fliplearning.org. I'll put the thing, links in the show notes. Kate and I were invited to do a couple of workshops the day previously, one at the locations where Unica is, um, which was really interesting because it was working mostly with students that are going to be teachers. Um, there were some faculty there as well. Um, I found it a it was a little bit tricky because the students were so shy. I think it was a lot to do with um, confidence and language level. I don't know how, how you read that, but uh, I, Kate kind of saved me a little bit because we put in some more active uh, activities in, in my section. And then uh, Kate kicked, kicked butt at the end for the last part of the show. Um, yeah. yeah, it was good. Um, I, you know, as, as much as we are you know, in different countries, so much is still the same. You know, mm-hmm. in education, no matter where you're at, and yeah, they it was a good crowd. Um, I think they were shy with us, particularly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, who are these famous <laughs> people coming in? Yeah, kind of fun. Like, I don't think of myself as being famous. Um, so they were definitely shy, but it was neat to see them then engage in the activities and to to really um, you know embrace what we were talking about, both with you know, the, the pedagogy of flip learning, as well as, you know, how do you logistically run a flipped class right. as the teacher? Yeah. yeah, it was. And I think for me personally, I love those type of events, as well as the one we did later in Tadeo, which was faculty university. Um, it really helped me um, prepare mentally for my own talk later that now. I, I kind of selfishly like to be the closing keynote because you, you have the experience of everything and you kind of get the vibe of the crowd. And you can change what you do or say based on what's going on. Whereas if you're kind of kicking it off, which I wasn't, it was a luxury having at least that first day of the conference on the Friday and our, our sessions on Thursday to get in the right headspace to try to communicate to them what I wanted to talk about during that event. So what, what else were highlights for you, Kate, for this, for this conference, this trip? Oh, so much of it was just the people. You know, it was just connecting with, specific people, seeing Andrea, Paolo Andrea Cardona, um, seeing Marta and Carolina and Juli, uh, connecting with Miguel from Argentina, mm-hmm. um, Alberto. I, I know I'm going to forget somebody because it was just so many wonderful people. Um, right. Maria Lucia, um, you know, again, just the hospitality was, was wonderful. The food was amazing. Like the <laughs> fruit in Colombia. Wow. Uh, Guananaba? Did I say yeah. it right? <laughs> I think so. Guananaba. I always say Guananaba, kind of like yeah. Manamana. Yeah. But um, I, again, as much as, you know, locations may be different, culture may be different, we really are, are very much the same, you know. So in seeing how we try to reach our students, how we try to connect with our staff, um, I enjoyed the breakout sessions. I, I enjoyed the Ignites as well, or the... Um, not the Ignites. They were called the Pechacuchas. Right. The Pechacuchas are great. The Pechacuchas. I, I can't really talk much about the sessions in the rooms. They looked good. Um, I have this thing that back on my last, the one I saw you at, in, um, mm-hmm. 
we were kind of more being like organized. I was actually bored. So I would, at, at that event, I walked around the rooms and I, I had this thing where I was kind of like checking and make sure everyone's okay. And then I remember I sat Tench and his session had, I think only one person or nobody in it. And mm. so I sat in his and it ended up being, I don't know, five, six, seven of us. But I always like to walk around support to the ones that are super nervous. Um, Andrea was super nervous about her session. We talked about, um, but I like to go around and find sessions that kind of need someone to sit in because they're emptyish or feeling nervous. But actually, there was none of those. So I, I tended to walk around all the sessions on those two floors, pop in, say hello. Um, I don't like to think myself as this at all, but the keynote for the conference. So I guess some people um, smile or are happy that I pop in and hopefully not nervous, but I like to at least go in and, and check things out. So there was a lot of good sessions going on. I didn't get a chance to really watch those, but the ones in the main hall, the, the Pecha Kuchas were awesome. They, mm -hmm. were, they were just, they were all really um, well communicating, really good work with metaphor. I love Miguel's slides. Martha's, I, a lot of what she says totally connects with what I talked about and in, in my key and what I identify with. So I was really jiving on hers. So I got to go back and watch them. So that's something I want to go back to. So we should probably leave to people that most of those sessions, I think, in the hall were recorded. I remember watching Kate record Miguel's as well as Martha's be another one, mostly for you to watch later and try to absorb it yeah. in, in, in your own time. But I think they were all recorded. I hope so. I was looking through, um, looking through the Facebook uh, channel for FlipTech Latin America and was trying to search YouTube too to see if I could find video. Um, I definitely am interested in getting Marta's and Miguel's translated into English, mm -hmm. those two that I watched. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I greatly appreciated Olga and Jimena who were helping me out, um, shadowing and, mm -hmm. and translating as needed. But I, I wanted to listen and just right. kind of be immersed in it like as it was happening without like you know the the constant translation which is you know again it's interesting um and and even though i may not have understood every single word because it was in spanish uh, i still was able to understand the big picture and the overall mm -hmm. sentiments that mm -hmm. were included in it yeah uh, the visuals helped because i was sitting beside you as, as the pedic came across and we were actually sitting at the table where all the but um I, I could see it in your face and it, it was obvious, you, you know, when someone gets it, when someone doesn't, we're teachers, we, we have, we deal with this every day where we know, oh, based on your facial expression and body language, whether you get it or you're disconnected yeah. or you don't get it. And, well, um, it also helped having a Google Translate on my phone with the kids. That? that was great. <laughs> like, I could hold it up and, uh, you know, it would translate whatever text. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing I found was I couldn't zoom in. So right. if there was a lot of text on a slide and it was real small the camera couldn't capture that for translation. There's another shout out to not having to text on yeah. <laughs> slides. I know, which I'm guilty. It definitely Thank helps when you're doing Google Translate. Yeah. No, no, no. It was great. Yeah. And yeah, so the, no, the, the organization was awesome. Uh, the hospitality, Lauren took us out. Wonderful. I mean, the teachers that went out of their way and took the time, their personal lives, make sure we were comfortable as guests great uh, carolina Maria lucia and all of that team um, yep. really Sorry, yeah. really helped us we're really trying to make sure we are comfortable um yep. i know maria lucia was really trying to make sure that you were getting as much english as possible um but i i i kind of remember after living in mexico for 24 and immersing myself in meetings and understand sometimes it was better just to absorb it as opposed to have someone try to almost in a way interrupt the flow by translating for me. So I, I tried to be conscious of that. So it was interesting to, it was in 
interesting to be on the other side that I wasn't the person in translation providing. So that was cool. Yeah. What, what else did you have from takeaways from, from your trip as you're decompressing and returning home? Uh, I really enjoyed um, seeing the learning spaces like Diana and mm-hmm. Lorena giving us the tour of mm-hmm. today's buildings and learning spaces. Uh, you know, and again, it was, I was really grateful for the opportunity because this was only the second time I've keynoted. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done that before. Um, I don't, you know, it was the first time was just this past summer. So um, I enjoy, greatly enjoyed the experience and it, it felt very comfortable, you know, to be up on the stage and to, to do the talk with them and talk about the ed tech for the heart and mind. Because again, no faces and screens. And if you think about the whole conference, so much of it was about connecting with the people through the heart and through the mind. You know, here we are talking about flipped learning, but then this emotional connection of what it means to be an educator. Right, right. I think, I think for me, that's become so much more of the core and I can brush over the, the mechanics and the details. Not that they're not important. Um, I think they've just gone more into automatic mode for them yeah. and focusing more on, on communicating and reaching out to my students and doing those extra pieces that make sure um, that they know that we care. I well, think that's, that's so really important. So much is about relationships, mm-hmm. you know, then in each of the spaces that, that we were in, whether it was at um, Unica working with the, the students or at Tadeo working with the um, teachers or the professors or at FlipTech with the entire crowd, so much of it was about establishing a connection with those that were in the room. Yeah. You know, once we had that connection, that relationship was established. Um, and we understood that we are interested in what each other has to say and value each other's perspectives. You know, we were able to do so much more with the group. Yeah, even even that like that second um, workshop, the pre-conference workshop we did with Tadeo, it was I think it was really useful because some of the people that were there were going to be going to the conference or presenting in the conference or volunteering for the conference. So it wasn't just a totally cold room of random people coming in. It's, it was their week off. There was no sessions that week of classes. It was kind of, we were pulling all these educators into three hours with Ken and Kate. Yeah, um, and we even had that kind of feeling where some people were off on the side and like the body language of, ah, I got to be here. I'm going to work on something over here in the corner while you're doing your thing. But it, it took only about 10, 15 minutes. And I think we pulled people in. I I don't know. I, maybe it's to the typical, let's blast or a bunch of PowerPoint or advice or us that I think did pull. It's that really style, one-off workshop like that when connect with some of them and ask them what their paints were. Yeah. And, and well, having fun, like saying, hi, Camilo. Yes. Oh, I always try to do that. In any, mm-hmm. in any session I do, whenever someone contributes, I always want to honor and recognize that person for contributing and taking the time to raise their hand and voice mm-hmm. um, a I comment or question. So uh, it makes it a little silly. Um, you know, it works. Tells me my na- the name, and then I make everybody in the room also say hi yeah. to acknowledge. Um, and it does. That's a nice little easy icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and as it breaks attention. Yeah, and then again, it's also like who are the most important people in the room? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the presenter, but it is. It is everyone that is in the room. Everyone needs to play a part. And so I, I often wonder, like with professional development experiences like when people go to a session or they go to a meeting like what what is their perspective coming in like oh mm-hmm. is this 
this is just a waste of time. This is something like, mm -hmm. I have to be here. Right. I need to be grading or whatever. Right. But I think we miss out on opportunities when we take that, that mm -hmm. stance, you know, mm -hmm. and, and really professional development should be that. It should be something that is inspiring. It should be something that's connected. It should never be something that is a waste of time, but it's right. an opportunity. Whether you're like, fostering connections with other people or learning about content or learning about pedagogy, like there's always an opportunity to, and to learn right. more. Oh, definitely. And even, I mean, sometimes we're just busy and, and we're like, I need to, I need to go do with other stuff I got to do. Um, but lately, yeah, lately, probably the last 10 years, um, I've spent a lot more, changed my perspective that even if I'm in the room and even if we're seeing something I already kind of know, and I could actually give the session, um, I treat it as a there's a bunch of colleagues around me that I don't really know because I don't see my day-to-day -day life. And I treat usually my people at our city as a wonderful chance to get their colleague. Um, besides, it has nothing to do with the content, but I, I, I get to meet. And so I've been trying to be better about that in, in our sessions because I've been here for 24 years. So sometimes we're seeing, an, we're seeing some session that we have to go to that it's really useful for other people. And I'm, I'm thinking it's a bit of a waste of my time because I could be doing something else as an opportunity to connect with those other that's, well, that's been my perspective lately. I know you've called yourself an introvert and I definitely identify as an introvert and that's, it can be hard to be mm -hmm. social. Um, and actually I find I come out of my shell really right. well, um, you know, specifically when we're at professional development events like FlipTech because it's the authenticity of the conversations. It's not like busy talk. Plus we're all there for a specific purpose. So it's easy to find a topic to talk about. Right. Right. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Durley was saying that. I mean, I, I, I did that thing on Twitter where I sent out um, basically that I am an introvert and please come up and talk to me. Or I have this hesitant tendency to kind of stand and talk to nobody. And, and it worked because a bunch of people came up to me and Durley did. And we had a conversation just the other day over Zoom about her work and her to share it. Which brings me to the, to the sharing thing because that was a big theme of the event or from my perspective, share. And I was trying to push people how they could contribute um, for us, for the Flip Learning Network. And I insist that the Flip Learning Network, Kate and Ken and Kelly and Crystal. Matthew. Yeah. And it's everybody. So we want people to, if you've got something to share, and it can be English, it can be Spanish, it can be German. And hopefully at least we can have someone peer reviewing these things. So if it's English and Spanish, we've got you covered. At least Ken can review it, make sure it looks good. Um, or it looks correct for our audience, uh, but be, feel free to share. So I hopefully I spurred Durley yesterday, the other day, um, hopefully we spurred some other people there at the event that big or small, they can share what they're working on. Oh, there was that other one, Alberto, that, that shared about the research. Uh, um, the first Pechacucci, and we went out for dinner with him. Um, I'm stuck on his name. I think it was Alberto. It was Alberto. Yeah, yeah I have to look it up again. But he didn't know about Robert Talbert's research. So I want to connect them. And, and there's my connect, connections things. But I also want him to put his stuff on our site as a blog post pointing to his research. And uh, some of them are a little bit hesitant. You can publish in Spanish and yeah. maybe rejig the site. You can do just the Spanish ones. We want people to do that. Um, I did mention the open flip course that I did in the last one was a long time ago. And I'm pretty sure the page, if you go to theopenlip.com, is coming since 2017, January. Uh, so hopefully, uh, Kate and I had a session after conference while it was raining outside and we decided just to have a, it'll be happening for January, working on that, contribute. So hopefully spur a little bit more 
activities after this conference. Um, What else did you have for thoughts there? I think we need to stay connected beyond just one event. You know, here we make some great connections face to face. So it's important to maintain that connection and Mm -hmm. continue talking with one another and in any modality. Like I've already been uh, messaging with Carolina via WhatsApp um, on Twitter, um, connecting with folks who have responded to some of the tweets I've you know, put out during the conference and after during the flip class chat, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, commercial. <laughs> yep, uh, definitely. But also like on Facebook, you know, connecting, you know, just leveraging that power of social media to, to keep us connected and talking. I mean, it's so, so there's, important. There's so many new things we can do. Actually, I totally blew it. I didn't talk about on Keynote that we um, rebooted a Facebook group it was about flipped learning. And um, it, the admins disappeared. So Ken had a button there that says, do you want to become the admin? I said, well, nobody else has. So I guess I might as well do it. And I think there's about a thousand members there. So we want to repurpose that. Just started creating a new Facebook group. Because we have the Facebook, we have the Flip Learning Network page. But a page is more kind of just pushing stuff out. Whereas a group is an, supposed to be an interactive environment. Um, I need to rejig that a little bit open. But we have a mentor, mentee. Uh, project that we've been wanting to do for a long time. And then I believe it was you, Kate, that saw that it was possible on Facebook and another group. And, and it's, it's up there. It's there. I think we have two mentors. And so we're inviting everybody to, if you want to be a mentor, and you can do it in English, you can do it in Spanish, either language. And as well as if you want to sign up as a mentee, we have that Facebook group available in the show notes to the videos, all the fun stuff we talked about today. But I think we could definitely um, get some traction going with that as well. Blew it by not mentioning it in the keynote that I was doing. We're so bad at being our own promoters, you know, when our own marketers, um, you know, it's the nature of the beast being an educator that, you know, our heads are full of so many things Mm -hmm. and that cognitive load is, is something that is big. (laughs) So we want to get that going. Um, the, and people can always join the podcast. We're thinking about that. I was, I was trying to plant some seeds of someone to do something like this, the podcast, but in Spanish. Mm. Um, that would be fun. I'd be happy to help them and kick them off and then kind of just drift off to the side and let them carry it. I'd, I'd love to find someone to do that because I can't do it. People are will, uh, more than welcome to just come up with other ideas of how we can, can do work. If someone wants to help lead the, the Monday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern flip class or flip learning chat, what are we using now? Flip class chat. Flip class chat, a hashtag on Twitter. Um, that would be wonderful because because Katie is just does amazing amount of work there. Matthew's done a lot of work there. Yep. Andrew Swan in the past, and we can't uh, we can't not mention Andrew and Cheryl and their work, and originally Brian Bennett in the original versions of the flip class chat. It's a Herculean work doing that every. Yep. So if someone wants to help out, um, you're not stepping on anyone's toes. Come in and, and ask us about it and open chat so anyone can do it. Um, we'd love to have more people um, stepping up and we're happy to, to help them do that. Really what we communicate as the flip line. Yeah, it's so much, you know, when I think about my own journey to get mm-hmm. to this point today, like so much of it did start with Twitter. Actually, okay, so it, it all started with yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it did. <laughs> totally. <laughs> all did. You know, connecting with uh, Andrew Thomason and Cheryl Morris um, way back when, when the three of us ended up just serendipitously lurking on a conference um, back channel that was happening in New York. The three of us in our different locations, um, you know, just started to strike up a conversation on Twitter and 
and they connected me to flip class the hashtag flip class and the flip learning network and as they say the rest is history this is history it's still continuing along yeah wonderful wonderful i think that's all i had to do um i should always plug that the flip learning network is a nonprofit, and uh we're always looking for ways to keep the lights on we're doing fine um there's been this transition very much aaron sams and john Bergman focus in early years moved on to, and they're still active. Um, it was nice to have Aaron share with them in the chat. It's been nice. Um, but yeah, we are a nonprofit. So there is a Patreon you could do, or you could send us a yeah, PayPal, or um, just volunteer time. I, for me, is more important than a fund. Uh, yeah. But I always got to put some plug to make sure we have the light. <laughs> I'm a bad. I'm a bad capitalist, not good at asking. Yeah, me um, neither. <laughs> exactly. All right, Kate. Well, thank you so much for doing this again. Um, I'd also just like to leave at the end, if anyone wants to participate on the show, please contact me. If you have someone to suggest for it, please contact me. I got to check in with Matthew Moore and see how his Teacher's Lounge podcast has rebooted that up or not. We had that other podcast happening um, and maybe Matthew will jump into some episodes between the ones I'm working on. And uh, where can people find you, Kate, and follow your adventures? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at KTBKR4. Uh, if you ever want to send me an email, kate at edmodo.com is a good one to use. I'm always up for conversations. And, uh, you know, oh, and you can even find me in that Facebook group for the FLN. Uh, for Wonderful. The Facebook group. So, yeah, uh, just raise a flag and I'll come find you. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining, Kate. Have an awesome morning. And uh, I should have this out on the sometime tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks, Ken. The Flip Learning Network is the original online hub of the Flip Learning community. We are a not-for-profit organization whose mission includes providing access to a wealth of tools, resources, and professional development opportunities. We hope to help educators build on the possibilities inherent in Flip Learning and to explore evolving student-centered instructional practices. We invite educators everywhere to explore the resources available at fliplearning.org, and to contribute to the discussion through comments, questions, and by submitting your own post. Indeed, the site is built on the contributions from flipped educators like yourself who write blog posts. We also encourage you to join us on Slack, where we have an ongoing dialogue. More information on the site about that. You can help support the FLN by making your purchases through our Amazon.com affiliate link at fliplearning.org Amazon, or you can support us directly on a monthly basis as a patron at Patreon. The short link for that is fliplearning.org slash Patreon. Thank you.